Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. to make such a mistake in sharing with the church, I would say, you know, I never wanted to do this. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't ask to be a pastor. And I realized the way I'm wording this is probably giving the wrong impression to people. But really, all I've ever meant by that was it was never my ambition to become a pastor. But God forced it on me. You know, the apostle Paul, he said, I have to do this. I'm, I'm compelled. Do you ever suffer from a case of imposter syndrome? In whatever role you have at work, maybe you struggle with feeling like you're not good enough. In today's message, Pastor Robert encourages you that in whatever role God has called you to, He will empower and equip you. Thank God that it's not up to you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, as he begins his message, Spiritual Pride. Today we are launching into a deep dive of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Bible scholars estimate that this letter, the first epistle of the Apostle Paul to the church at Corinth, that it was probably written somewhere around 54, 55 AD. We don't know exactly when it was written. We do know exactly when Paul was in Corinth because we have in Acts chapter 18, which gives us some background, we're told that the Jewish leadership there in Corinth, after Paul had been there just a little while, They came after him and dragged him in front of the Roman proconsul, Gallio, and historical records as well as archaeological evidence indicate that Gallio was the proconsul in Corinth in 51 and 52 A.D., So from the Bible, we know that Paul was in Corinth for about a year and a half, and that tells us when he was there. It gives us, you know, solid corroborative evidence telling us when this all happened. Now, the question is, so why should I care about that? Well, because of the fact that here we have secular history, you know, the historical records and archaeological research verifying, backing up the biblical account of Acts chapter 18 and both the letters to the Corinthians. It's just one more example of a long line of evidence confirming the reliability of the scriptures. And it also means that we have some additional reliable confirmation that Corinth was indeed a wicked, morally bankrupt 
city. More than one Bible commentator says that Corinth was the sin city of its day. It was the commercial center of the Roman Empire because of its location, lying between two major seaports on an isthmus that's about four and a half miles long. It was, they say, kind of like a combination because of the cultural and the multi-ethnic cultural dynamic and the commercial dynamic that it would have been a lot like a combination of New York and Los Angeles and Miami and, and certainly Las Vegas, which is known in our country as Sin City, and that ancient Corinth was like a combination of all those cities rolled into one unholy nexus of moral chaos, and so much so that the common slang terminology of the day, if you were talking about a prostitute, you know, and when I was growing up in Georgia, nobody ever said prostitute. You would say, oh, she's a hooker. They would say, she's a Corinthian woman. That was their slang terminology for a prostitute. Or for a man who was just completely, you know, rock bottom, lowest of the low, that, you know, just, he was Corinthianized. That was the environment of ancient Corinth. The the city had multiple temples to various Greco-Roman deities, with the largest one being a temple to Aphrodite, the, um, the demon of sexual immorality. And it sat on top of the Acrocorinth, a hill that towered almost 2,000 feet above the city, kind of in the middle of that isthmus. And then, you know, the temple to Aphrodite sat on top of that. Now, as we work our way through the books of First and Second Corinthians, it's going to be important to remember these background details about the city in which this church found itself, because it'll become fairly obvious that instead of the church influencing the pagan culture of Corinth toward faith in Christ, that pagan culture was influencing the church away from Christ, away from Christ-likeness. And that's part of what the Apostle Paul is writing about. Now, today, we're not going very far. We're going to look at the first three verses, the opening greeting, because there's some real treasures in there that I want us to see. So beginning at verse 1, Paul writes, 1 Corinthians 1.1, Paul called an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. You know, one of the bad things about using an electronic device, reading from a Bible app instead of reading from a book, it's quite often you don't get to see the nuances. You don't see that to be in that verse one, and then also verse two, called to be saints, but to be would be in italics because it's not in the original Greek text. Paul didn't write, Paul called to be an apostle. What he wrote was Paul called an apostle. He was referring to the fact that God had called him, called an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, the brother, is a definite article. He didn't say our brother. He didn't write our brother. He wrote the brother. Minor change, but it'll become significant, I think, in a minute. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called saints. And the idea there is not, you know, the super special Christians. No, the idea is you could also just translate it called holy Those who have been sanctified, set apart by God in Christ, called holy, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Professor Gordon Fee, he's a retired Assemblies of God professor, 
And, uh, you know, the assemblies of God are Pentecostal, meaning they believe in the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But Dr. Fee wrote a really thoughtful commentary on 1 Corinthians, and he suggests that a, a large number of the Corinthian Christians had turned against Paul. Even though Paul was the one who planted the church, that now they had decided that they had outgrown his leadership, that they had now turned against him. And Dr. Fee gives quite a few scriptural examples for the theory, pointing first to this opening greeting, because it follows a normal formula. You know, and when I was growing up, we were taught, you know, when you're opening a letter, there are different ways to open a letter. Dear mom, dear Joe, dear sir, there are different approaches to it. Well, it was the same in the ancient world. It was just a little bit more elaborate. And Paul follows the formula, except for the fact that He emphasizes this divine calling. He emphasizes that he didn't choose this for himself. Called an apostle by the will of God. He's like, God put me in this position. I didn't go looking for it. And he comes back to that time and again. I think it's important to note that because, you know, one of the things, especially as men, but these days, you ladies too, I guess, you know, we're taught how important it is to be assertive, to have self-confidence, to really go for it in life. But that's actually not biblical. What is biblical, however, is to place all of our confidence in God. And I remember as a young leader, my mentor said to me, the very first time I was going to be leading a team, I was taking a small team of young adults out of the country on a missions trip, and not all of them were young adults. And he pulled me aside and he said, now, Robert, in the kind of leadership that you and I are called to in this organization, you will be, from time to time, you'll be leading people who are older than you, more experienced than you are, maybe even more mature than you are in certain areas, more knowledgeable than you are. And it can be intimidating, and especially because sometimes they'll try to assert, try to usurp your authority, try to, they'll try to take over, and you have to remember that it was God who put you in this position. So don't have confidence in the flesh. Don't have confidence in yourself, but have confidence in your calling. And that's what we see here, that Paul returns time and again to a reassertion of his God-given authority in his relationship with the Corinthians. You know, I realized as I was thinking about this that I used to make such a mistake in sharing with the church. I would say, you know, I never wanted to do this. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't ask to be a pastor. And I realized the way I'm wording this is probably giving the wrong impression to people. But really, all I've ever meant by that was it was never my ambition to become a pastor. But God forced it on me. You know, the apostle Paul, he said, I have to do this. I'm, I'm compelled. I have to do this. I didn't choose it. It wasn't my ambition. I am an apostle by the will of God. so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from the book of 1 Corinthians, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. 
But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach in the About tab on our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all the time we have for today, but please join us again next time right here on Main Thing Radio. 